I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so excited to have you here again with me this week. And this week is special. So if you are tuning in for the first time or maybe the first time this month, I'll give you a little bit of a recap. So August 2020 marks my one year anniversary of recovering from hypothalamic amenorrhea after struggling with this thing that now we will just for the rest of the episode we'll just refer to hypothalamic amenorrhea as HA. So I struggled with HA for 12 years and in 2018 I decided to address this health challenge of mine and go all in and work to get my period back. And then exactly one year later, so August of 2019, I got my period back. And it was truthfully the best day of my life. Now, I have an amazing boyfriend and I got an amazing puppy Penny a few years ago. And the day that I met my boyfriend, the day that I met Penny, those were amazing days and definitely in my top three days for sure. But I can't even begin to describe to you how incredible it felt to get my period back for the first time since high school. I went 12 years without it. And I know many of you that are listening to this episode right now also recovered from HA and have also experienced that very incredible feeling of getting your period back for the first time after experiencing HA. So like I said, best day of my life. And now here we are a year later. And I really wanted to honor that and celebrate it in a very big way. So for the past couple of weeks in August, I have been doing HA recovery Q&A episodes with one of my friends that I actually met through HA Recovery, Danny Sheriff. Now, we've had so much fun answering all of your HA Recovery questions. It's been seriously so much fun. But Danny actually went away on a backpacking trip this past week, and I was actually feeling really under the weather while she was gone. So it's probably for the best that we didn't record a podcast episode together. So 
Which brings me to this episode. This is a solo episode, if you haven't already noticed. And I am answering a very special listener's request. One of my listeners requested that I talked about the four phases of the menstrual cycle and with a TCM approach, so a traditional Chinese medicine approach, how I approach these four phases of the menstrual cycle and how you can start syncing up with your cycle and eating according to which phase of the menstrual cycle you're in. Now, before I really dive into this, I have a few things to say. If you're curious about my take and my thoughts on cycle syncing, I'm sure you've probably heard of seed cycling before and maybe just cycle syncing in terms of like working out according to which phase of the cycle you're in. If you're curious about my take on that, I would really recommend going to last week's episode, so just the previous episode, because Danny and I really get into that topic and kind of where we stand on that. But this week, I do want to talk about how to eat according to which phase of the cycle you're in. Now, this isn't something that I think is mandatory. I also wouldn't tell a client of mine who is working to get her period back to do this as a way of getting her period back. The reason why I do like this approach to syncing with your cycle, eating according to your cycle um, with this traditional Chinese medicine approach is I have experienced the benefits in my life now that I do have my period back because there's really great stuff here. Traditional Chinese medicine is amazing and it makes total sense. Once I start walking you through the phases here, it, it'll make sense to you, I promise. Um, but once you start doing it, your body will actually be getting those really nourishing foods that are specific to the cycle or the phase that you're in that phase of the cycle that you're in. So I do this in my life to an extent. I'm not super strict with it at all, but I do notice that when I incorporate more of the foods that are for the phase of the cycle that I'm in, I do experience better and easier periods. So if you're someone who maybe has a lot of fatigue when you have your period, then I would definitely suggest hearing me out and listening to my recommendations for phase one of your cycle and start integrating some of those foods into your week while you're on your period and you might experience less symptoms. And same goes for all of your different phases. So with 
traditional Chinese medicine, we're going to be breaking up the cycle into four different phases, okay? And then I will walk you through each one of those phases. We're not going to go super deep into like what your hormones are doing at that particular time in your cycle. That's not the point of this podcast episode. The point is I really want to show you which foods you can start leaning on during a certain phase of your cycle and just like how it can start making you feel a little bit better and maybe alleviate you from some of the symptoms that you experience through your cycle overall. Because like I said, when I do incorporate more of these foods, I definitely notice the difference just because my body is getting those nutrients at the right timing when it needs them. So I started studying traditional Chinese medicine a while ago, and it's always just felt very intuitive for me, which is why I continued studying it and which is why I really like talking about it today. And so, like I said, the cycle overall, so typically a women's cycle is 28 days. Now, yours might be longer, yours might be a little bit shorter, but that's okay. We are going to use kind of your average 28-day cycle in this podcast episode just for an example because it's a lot easier for me to describe the phases, phases one through four, if we just break them up into one-week chunks. So the cycle is four phases, which for this podcast episode, we'll say that it's four weeks long, which is typically if you track your cycle, which I highly recommend you do, if you're not using like a cycle tracking app yet, such as um, my flow, I think that's what I use is my flow. Yes, it's called my flow. And it's a super easy way to just track your cycle and really become familiar with what phase of the cycle you're in and when your period's coming next and even when you're ovulating if you're trying to get pregnant or if you're not trying to get pregnant. (laughs) So let's begin with phase one. So phase one starts on the first day of your bleed and we often refer to phase one as menstruation or in traditional Chinese medicine you might hear it referred to as the blood phase and really that is our Um, focus in phase one is focusing on nourishing the blood because during this week of your cycle, this phase one, the week while you're bleeding, you are bleeding. So it only makes sense to be focusing on nourishing your blood. And how do we do that? We do that by focusing on eating blood-building foods. Now, 
I love this phase and this is the phase that I was specifically referring to when I said when I'm like incorporating more of these foods based on which phase of the cycle I'm in. I can notice that when I'm really focused on eating these blood building foods, that first week of my cycle, that week that I'm on my period, I feel so much better. And I actually just had my period last week. And like I said, I definitely am not strict with cycle syncing or eating according to my cycle and I really didn't eat a lot of blood building foods throughout this first phase of my cycle and I definitely felt it. I was definitely more tired than I have been in previous cycles. So I really do have like firsthand experience with the benefits of eating according to what phase of the cycle you're in. So I am going to give you a few ideas of foods that you can incorporate into your first um, phase of your cycle during that first week of your period while you're building. So like I said, we really want to focus on nourishing the blood during this phase. So I want you to think about like blood building foods. Now, I'm curious what comes to mind, but since this isn't like a live video, you can't really answer me right now. But I just want to give you a minute to think about when I say blood building foods, like what types of foods do you actually think about? So what comes to mind for me is like beef and red meats. So things like beef, like I said, or lamb, um, any type of red meat is going to be blood building food. One of the best blood building foods that you can eat during the first phase of your cycle is actually liver. Now, I know people have like this stigma. There's definitely a stigma around liver, um, but I want you to get rid of that stigma because liver is actually really amazing. It's one of my favorite foods and I actually crave liver when I'm on my period. And now I'm a week after my period, so I'm actually in phase two of my cycle right now, which we'll be talking about next, but I'm kind of sitting here thinking right now, <laughs> why wasn't I eating liver last week? I probably would have felt so much better. So I definitely um, recommend you including some type of red meat, preferably grass-fed beef liver into that first week or that first phase of your cycle. Now, other foods to think about um, are really deep colored foods. So anything that's really deep in color, um, think about beets. Beets are incredibly blood building. Another way you can think about blood building foods is literally foods that kind of resemble blood. So like I said, colors that are, are foods that are really deep in color. 
so beets or beetroot and since it is the season that we're in right now um, kind of that nearing the end of August if you have a garden or a farmer's market nearby you probably have access to beetroot so I would recommend going to the market or out in your backyard and picking some beets. Um, I really love beets. I just personally like to steam them and have them as a side dish with some butter on top. Super good. And then I also really like incorporating any type of seaweed during this time. So seaweed is also really, really um, mineral and nutrient rich. And it's dark in color, which makes it another really effective blood building food. So I really personally love wakame. I'll just buy this dried wakame in a bag from like an Asian grocery store around here. And it's super easy to make. You just put it in a bowl and cover it with boiling water and it just expands and like comes to life. It's amazing. And I make my own seaweed salad. So just some um, rice vinegar and um, some ginger essential oil and um, some sesame seed oil. And it's super, super good. So seaweed's another one. And then this is one of the foods that I was actually eating last week while I was on my period is wild rice. So again, another very dark colored food. And then another food that I would recommend during this phase of your cycle because it is so nutrient rich and like filled with minerals that you need during this time. So another kind of thing to think about is very like nutrient and mineral rich foods during this time of your cycle because you are losing that blood and you really need to replenish your nutrient stores. So bone broth is another really great food to incorporate during this time of your cycle. So we'll just give a little recap here. Um, Any type of red meat, preferably grass-fed beef liver, seaweed, wild rice, beetroot, and bone broth are five amazing foods to eat and prioritize during that first week of your cycle. And then moving on to phase two. So like I said, this is the phase that I'm in right now. It's the phase after my period. So during your period, um, you might feel a little like, you know, you want to kind of just hibernate, which totally makes sense. And I could do a whole other podcast all about like the energetics of each cycle. So how you actually feel like emotionally and spiritually and energetically during each of these phases of the cycle, because that's a whole other topic. But during the first phase of your cycle, you probably feel like you just kind of want to be by yourself and you're not that sociable and things like that. I know last week I just majorly prioritized rest and that's what I do every single week that I'm on my period. I just 
take a major rest week and it feels so good and I feel so much better moving into phase two of my cycle if I prioritize rest during phase one. If I prioritize rest and those blood building foods, trust me on that one. Such a game changer. Okay, so now moving into phase two of your cycle. So this is the week after your period. It's that second week of the cycle overall. And this is, we are still going to incorporate some blood building foods into this phase of your cycle. So if you wanted to continue um, consuming like bone broth and red meats and things like that, those are really great options because you definitely can continue to prioritize those blood building foods during this phase of your cycle. But we're also moving more into yin energy during this phase of your cycle according to traditional Chinese medicine. This is the most yin phase of your entire cycle. So we're going to be focusing on yin building foods um, right now when I share my recommendations with you. So some of the best yin building foods for your cycle are eggs. Eggs are extremely yin building. So a really great breakfast um, item during this phase of your cycle would be eggs. Whether you want to like fry them or scramble them, whatever. Eggs would be a really great um, part of your breakfast for sure. And then sardines as well. So again, (laughs) we have another one of those foods that there's definitely a stigma around sardines as well. I personally love sardines. Um, If you haven't caught on yet, I'm really not a picky eater. Um, It would be really difficult for you to come up with something with a food that I actually don't enjoy. So sardines are definitely one of my favorite foods. And yeah, I just love sardines like on a salad. Love, love, love them mashed up with some avocado. Super good. And then one of my other favorite foods is part of this yin building food list is sweet potato. So a great week to be prioritizing sweet potato is during the second week of your cycle and avocado and then also bananas. So I just need to tell you one of my absolute favorite snacks right now because it involves banana. (laughs) And so I love taking plain full fat yogurt. I get the organic Greek gods yogurt and I think it's like 8% fat or something. That's definitely the highest percent fat that I can find around here. And since it is so high in fat, but it's also a plain yogurt. It's definitely like just naturally sweet because that's the thing. That is the beauty of choosing fatty dairy products. When you choose high fat yogurt, but if it's the plain yogurt, (laughs) it's still going to have like that natural sweet taste um, because of the fat. So 
I definitely recommend um, trying to find like a high fat yogurt. It's just the best. <laughs> I don't really know where I'm going with that, but it is the best. And then what I do is take some of that and chop up a banana on top and then add some crunchy cereal. Oh my goodness. I've always had a thing for like banana, just like the consistency of banana and yogurt together, I think is so magical. And then adding some crunch of cereal it's so good. <laughs> so if you try my combo, just take a picture and post it on Instagram and tag me at I am Meg Doll because I want to know if we're eating the same snacks these days. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to phase three of our cycle. So phase three is kind of that point of ovulation. So it's the third week of our cycle. Like I said, it's that time where we're ovulating. So you're probably going to have a lot more energy here. You're not going to feel so like non-sociable and you're just going to feel a little bit more like vibrant and outgoing, or at least you naturally should probably feel this way just according to how you're hormones are moving during this phase of your cycle. So this is, if you're familiar with traditional Chinese medicine, um, like big and bright and outgoing and loud energy, that is yang energy. So during this third phase of our menstrual cycle, we are going to focus on eating foods that help us build that yang energy. So this would be a really great idea if, you know, maybe this is a point in your cycle that you're still trying to regulate or you're working on. I know there's some women that are working on that ovulation piece of their cycle. So including yang building foods would be a really great way to just naturally hone in on that point of your cycle. So some of the, my favorite, young building foods are oats. I've been super into oats these days and it's so nice to be enjoying oats right now because, I mean, it has been super hot here, but last week some of the mornings were pretty cool and it was raining and just eating oats um, is so comforting. I don't know, it's totally like a cool morning breakfast for sure. So adding some oats in and then raspberries. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know my obsession with raspberries. We have basically our entire garden is covered in raspberries and um, they're amazing. (laughs) Nothing compares to a raspberry picked from your own garden. They don't even taste remotely the same as store-bought raspberries. <laughs> so raspberries are another awesome young building food. And then chicken and lamb and fennel are three other foods you can prioritize during this time. 
And so you can kind of see that during this phase of your cycle, all of these foods are kind of sweeter. Now, not sweeter in the sense that they're like sugary sweetness, like ice cream and chocolate bars and you know, donuts and stuff like that. Not that type of sweet. But if you kind of look at the underlying flavor note in these foods, you can kind of see how they have like that sweetness to them, right? Like oats kind of have that natural sweetness, raspberries, obviously, and then chicken. When you actually think about it, like if you were to think to compare beef and chicken chicken definitely has like that sweeter flavor profile compared to beef so it makes sense that all of these foods are yang building foods because yang building foods are going to be on that sweeter end of the spectrum okay so you can kind of um, figure that out on your own too um, when you're looking at foods and wondering if they're young building think of their sweetness profile if they're naturally sweet that sort of thing and then now moving into our last phase of the cycle um this is when our hormones are going to start slowly declining again because it is the week leading up to our next period. <laughs> so this is the time in our cycle where we really want to focus on moving the chi energy. So we want to start moving that energy within our body to help us with that flow that's going to happen the next week. You see how this all makes sense? Like going back to the first phase of the cycle, right? Where we're focusing on blood building foods because that is literally when we are bleeding that week. And then that Second phase of the cycle is where yin energy happens and yin energy is still like kind of it's more of like the darker energy whereas the yang energy is bright where we are experiencing ovulation. And now when we move into this last phase of our cycle and we're focusing on moving the chi energy, it totally makes sense because we want to move this energy so we can start flowing next week. So some of the best foods for moving that chi energy and just even building that chi energy is quinoa. And funny thing, actually, this is so fascinating how the body works. Wow. I literally, I swear, I did not put this together until just now as I'm recording this. So don't think I planned this. But yeah, totally didn't think about this. Quinoa. The week leading up to my period last week, so literally phase four of my last cycle, I was craving quinoa. 
That is so interesting. Um, the body totally knows what nutrients um, it needs for sure. So quinoa is one of the best foods to eat during this last phase of your cycle right before your period. Figs, I envy the person who got their hands on figs this year. I haven't ate a fig in like two years, I'm sure, and I'm so sad about it. <laughs> and carrots, love me some garden carrots. We've been enjoying those lately. Goose, so this is kind of a non-popular meat source, but <laughs> would you be surprised if I ha told you that I literally have a whole freezer filled with goose? Because <laughs> that's not a lie either. It's totally the truth. I have tons of goose in my freezer downstairs and it's so good. Um, it kind of tastes more like beef than it tastes like chicken. It's very interesting, but I love goose. Um, and then finally, almonds. Almonds are another great food to eat during that last phase of your cycle. So I really hope that you found this podcast informative and helpful and useful. I only shared five foods for each phase of the cycle. I could have listed so many more, but I kind of wanted to share with you um, just a few so you could make notes and walk away from this podcast episode and kind of start focusing on a few of those foods during those specific phases of your cycle. Before I wrap up this podcast episode, I just want to remind you again, remember, this isn't a cure, this isn't the list of what you have to do in order to get your period back. That's not what this is about at all. Um, incorporating these foods into my cycle really, really helped me just feel better throughout my cycle once I did get my period back. But as I said, I'm super not strict with it at all. But I do notice a difference, especially when I incorporate those blood building foods during that first week of my period when I'm bleeding. Oh my goodness. I notice such a huge difference. So if you even are to make one change, I would definitely recommend starting there. Um, the next time you have your cycle, focus on those blood building foods. Incorporate some dark foods. Another one that's coming to mind are cherries. Cherries are another food that are really dark and it would be amazing to incorporate into your first phase of your cycle. So focus on those blood building foods. And then also, um, don't forget, but I do have a free download on my website. You can actually head to megdoll.com slash freebies. And I have tons of freebies for you there. You'll see them all there. But I actually have an essential oil 
cycling guide for you to download there. And I'll show you exactly how to use essential oils and use them for cycle syncing. So just like in this podcast episode, I walked you through how to eat specific foods for each phase of your cycle. And then in that free download, I show you exactly which oils you can be incorporating into your cycle during the first half and the second half. So the first half, we really want to focus on like anti-inflammatories, okay? And this is because um, basically my essential oil recommendations come from a place of like optimizing your cycle, okay? So during that first half of your cycle, so the phase one and two or the first week or the first two weeks of your period. So that first week that you're bleeding and then the week leading up to ovulation. If you focus on incorporating anti-inflammatory foods, but also essential oils during that time, it's really going to help you. So I recommend during that first phase and phases one and two so that first half of your cycle incorporating essential oils such as ginger and turmeric which are some of the most potent anti-inflammatory essential oils incorporating those into your routine and of course you all know that you can get started with essential oils through me um, and start using doTERRA essential oils right away and I would support you through that But with doTERRA essential oils, what's unique about them is you can actually take them internally. So you can add the turmeric or the ginger essential oil to your water, and it's really going to help you optimize inflammation because some inflammation is good, of course, but we don't want too much inflammation. So using and prioritizing ginger essential oil and turmeric essential oil is really great for this first half of your cycle and can really help, especially if you feel like you experience a lot of inflammation. So when you're on your period, if you're dealing with a lot of cramping and stuff, that's a sign of inflammation. So you're really going to want to focus on things like ginger and turmeric essential oils. And ginger and turmeric essential oils, like the essential oils themselves are so bio bioavailable to the body, um, which is why I recommend using them and adding them to your water or to your cooking like if you're making a stir fry or something um, ginger and turmeric essential oils are really easy to add to those types of dishes I just personally when I'm on my period oh my goodness I love adding ginger essential oil to my water it makes me feel so good and then moving into the second half of our cycle so those phases three and four so the last two weeks of your cycle um the week 
of ovulation and then um, the week leading up to your period, you're really going to want to focus on like detoxifying and supporting your de- like natural detox processes because detoxing is just a natural process that the body goes through and there's actually ways that we can support our bodies with like detoxification so two of the best essential oils for that are lemon essential oil and celery seed essential oil and again these are two oils that you can get from doTERRA through me and add them to your water I absolutely love adding these two oils to my water and again um, when I'm um, essential oil cycling along with my period like when I am syncing up my oils with my period I definitely notice a difference again huge difference because you are providing your body with the like foundational pieces that it needs like supporting it with inflammation and then supporting it through detoxification when you are focused on supporting your body through those things that it needs you will experience better periods so I didn't know I was going to talk about that but I think it kind of goes hand in hand and I hope that provided you with even more information on how to support yourself through your periods. Now next week Danny and I are going to resume our HA recovery Q&A and I am so excited about it. I really do actually enjoy recording these solo episodes so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I have so much fun just sitting down with a cup of tea and my microphone and recording an episode for you all. So if you ever have any requests for solo episodes, just let me know. I'd be more than happy to record another one for you all. And before I sign off, I just want to say thank you for listening to today's episode. Honestly, I always welcome you to the show and thank you for showing up again at the beginning of the episode, but we're like 40 minutes in now and I just want to thank you. Thanks for hanging around and listening and learning from me. I super appreciate it. And then one last note is I do have two spots left for my group coaching program back home to you and I will be talking more about this group coaching program on Instagram this week but I'm really really excited to be offering such a transformational coaching program to you all. I am going to guide you through my three-phase approach to self-healing and also introduce you and guide you through my self-love framework, which I created a few years ago and have guided so many clients through already. And you can read about their results and more about this program at megdoll.com slash back home to you. I'm super proud of this program. And by the end of it, I really want all of you who join me inside to walk away from this program feeling like you never have to touch a self-help or self-development book 
again because here's the thing. Inside this program, I'm going to equip you with everything that you need to feel so unbreakably confident and in love with who you are that you never feel like you have to chase after anything outside of yourself because you know rock solid that everything you need is already within you. So this program really isn't anything outside of yourself. It's a journey inward. And like I said, I'm accepting two more clients to start with me in the first part of September and you can email me at hello at megdoll.com if you want more info but I definitely do recommend going to megdoll.com slash back home to you for more information and there's a button there to book your discovery call with me so that's all I have for you this week and I'll be back next week with Danny Sheriff answering the last of your HA recovery questions. Thanks again for being here and have a great week.